0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about the four eyes of oppression, which I'm really excited for because this is Kenza's episode.
1: This is all me. Mm-hmm. I am taking something that I learned in school. Yes. Something you know, that really stood out to me. Like my teacher for a discussion post required us to watch this YouTube video, which is like five minutes long. I'm going to link it in the show notes, but my eyes were glued to the screen and I was literally taking notes. I was like, this is such a great topic. Um, And I think it's really educational and really important for everybody to know. You're
0: pulling it out. I'm proud of you.
1: We have a guest here today, Gigi.
0: (laughs) I'm forcing him to be on my lap, but he is so cute. He's actually my obsession this week because he's been such a sweet little boy lately. And like, I don't know, he's just been so cute. So he's my little obsession. Also, he's 11 now.
1: It was just his birthday. How
0: cute is that? Like a month ago, but yeah. So yeah, he's my obsession. (laughs)
1: Okay, well, my obsession is all of my plants, because now that it's, like, spring turning into summer-ish, my plants are freaking thriving. Mm. Like, one of my little plants, I was watering the other day, and one has a sprout coming out, a tall sprout with a flower bud. I was like, that is so cute. Like, they're growing.
0: Must be nice. Mine are dying. No, yours look good. Just the one, guys, the one palm plant, still not doing good. And then some (laughs) of my tiny ones, but...
1: I know it's really hard I uh I don't know people who are like I can't keep plants alive I'm like you just kind of have to like be consistent with it
0: yeah no it is hard like and I've maybe I'm just special no (laughs) I mean you are special um but I've been super consistent with like my other plants the only plants I've had issues with though are palm plants Okay, well, so I'm like, maybe that's just like not the plant. Yeah, for
1: in that case, I don't think that's right. Like you have to have the right environment for certain plants. So yeah. And maybe, maybe that's maybe just, that's not, just
0: not for me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still trying to revive my other one. But we'll see.
1: Well, we don't really have any updates except Happy Pride. It's still Pride Happy Month. Pride. We're so excited um, for when Denver Pride comes around. Um, We're going to go celebrate and support, so it'll be really fun. And we're going to have a fun little special episode. Yes, so so look forward to that.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I'll get into the feminist highlight for today. You guys are going to hear a lot of my voice today, sorry. So today's highlight is Diane von Furstenberg, and I'm sure you guys have heard of her. She's a Belgian-born American fashion designer, and she began her career as a model, but then she quickly became interested in fashion design. She is mostly known for her iconic wrap dresses that debuted in the early 1970s. The dress was stylish and functional and feminine, and as this was a liberating era for women in the U.S. and more women were joining the workforce, the dress was a huge hit. She is seen as an icon of female liberation and a role model in the fashion design industry. In addition to fashion design, during her career, she has opened a cosmetic shop, launched a line of home furnishings, added accessories, jewelry, handbags, shoes, and even more to her brand. In 2010, she launched the DVF Awards, which recognizes women whose inspiring leadership skills and vision have an impact on the lives of other women globally. She is quoted by saying, Women never cease to impress and inspire me, and I am very happy to create these awards to honor and reward their leadership and dedication to the advancement of women.
0: Wow. Okay, that's kind of reminding me. Of like since she like created awards, obviously that that's like super legit. But like how I create my award at work, <laughs> um, and I get to assign it to people. But um, that's really cool. I love that.
1: Yeah, I like how you just threw that in there.
0: <laughs> well, it was just like I was like, oh, I can relate to her. I created an award, but I actually can't relate to her at all. So <laughs> I'm not gonna put myself on that level.
1: <laughs> not on Diane Von level. No. Not even close
0: all right let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode Um, I'm super excited to learn
1: yeah so I'll start by saying I mentioned the YouTube video it's a great visual aid I think you guys should all go and watch it I'll put it in the show notes and the girl who did it she used Legos to illustrate all of these concepts and it was super helpful especially if you're a visual learner like I am so if you guys are like getting confused during the episode or if you just want to stop right now if you can if you're not driving or something go watch the video it'll be super helpful I feel like these days oppression is a blanket statement for prejudices stereotypes the isms in our society that exist Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's really important to understand what oppression actually is in order for change to happen like we have to understand how oppression comes to be and the different aspects of it
0: yeah because there's a lot of things that over time get not necessarily taken out of context fully but like the definition sort of changes and it's not fully like the real that's true it's
1: kind of like gaslighting being like such a common term these days but like a lot of people don't know the real definition like things like that or like he's a narcissist like is he actually or is Mm -hmm. that term just overused yeah Um, I will say though, like all of this is oppression, like a prejudice is oppression. So it doesn't matter like really what aspect it is, but it is super helpful to understand so that we can really break down the barriers. So oppression stems from the idea that one group is more dominant than another and seemingly negative qualities seem to be start to then be associated with the marginalized group. So like there's a dominant group a group who feels that they're dominant, and then a marginalized group, right? Ideological oppression is the first aspect that we're going to talk about. This is the core aspect of every type of oppression. It's a deeply ingrained root of inequality. Ideological oppression leads to the isms. Racism, sexism, ableism. So some examples are the idea that Black people are dangerous is ideological racism, Mm -hmm. The idea that poor people are lazy is ideological classism. The idea that women are weaker than men is ideological sexism. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like all of these deeply rooted prejudices that we have. Yeah. These ideas of thinking. Ideological oppression then leads to institutional oppression. And institutional oppression describes how systems and institutions are set up to show the ideological oppressive ideas. So it's taking those ideas that I just mentioned and it's creating systems that push the marginalized groups away. Mm-hmm. So when people refer to like systemic racism, for example, that is where the systemic from, from the institutional oppression. Yeah. So things like healthcare. The legal system and legal rights, education, media representation, public power, all of those are systems and institutions. Some examples are women making less than men on average and the pay gap is institutional sexism. A building being built without a wheelchair ramp is institutional ableism. Black people being disproportionately affected by food deserts and a lack of healthy food is institutional racism.
2: Makes sense.
1: So both of these first two levels, ideological and institutional, those then lead to interpersonal oppression. So interpersonal oppression describes when people play out these ideological and institutional ideas on each other. So this can include microaggressions, stereotypes, jokes, even violence. It's when, like it sounds, like interpersonal, like it's person to person. Yeah. Some examples are someone being bullied for being gay is interpersonal homophobia. A person of Asian descent jokingly being asked if they eat dog is interpersonal racism. A Muslim person being told they are terrorists is interpersonal Islamophobia. And another example, a black woman is told her hair isn't professional. That's interpersonal racism. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: Yeah. So, and I know this is what the episode is about, but you're really just breaking down, like, where all of these ideas stem from
1: right because i feel like specifically for like dismantling like systemic racism like we have to know where that's all coming from mm-hmm. right so like prejudices in the healthcare system against people of color like we need to know in that system where this is coming from in order to actually make change
0: okay yeah yeah i think that is helpful because A lot of things, and I'm not saying this is right, but I feel like a lot of things just kind of are the way that they are because they've been like that for so long. And so actually trying to break down, like, where are these things coming from? Um, Like, how can we make it better? That sort of stuff. Like, you have to actually break it down and understand it to truly change because then if you don't understand, like, why it's bad or where it came from, then you're, you're not going to, like, really change it out of, like, okay, yeah, this is wrong. We need to do something about it. You know, it's more just, like, okay, I guess
1: it's bad. Right. And this is, like, generations and generations, right? Like, this is going back so many years. Yeah. And it's, like, it's hard to speak on this, like, as <clears throat> somebody who's not a person of color, like, hasn't – is not in a marginalized group mm-hmm. because I don't know how this feels, right? Like, this is all just – things that i've heard things that i'm aware of things that i've seen in the media and things that like i witnessed with like when i'm in the company of people of color right mm-hmm. but i can't like personally speak on any of this and so i think that it's really important like for everybody to understand these forms of oppression that go way back because we're just living our daily lives like not cognizant of it and a lot of that has to do with like the way we were born mm-hmm. But it's really important to be aware of all of this because it's happening like in our country, in the world, in our communities. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that need change.
0: Yeah. And definitely we cannot relate on like the racial oppression. But if you think of like, as you were saying, the isms and like Mm -hmm. sexism, like it's so deeply ingrained and people just don't realize it. So that's why I feel like, um, like I was saying, like it's important to actually take time and realize that they do exist, because there's so many people, for example, like in our comments on social media, Mm -hmm. that like, we're just trying to spread awareness about like, gender inequality, and um, just spreading like a positive message of empowerment. And that's all we're trying to do. Yet so many people in the comments are like, you're stupid, you're dumb, this doesn't exist, you're making something out of nothing, like all of Mm -hmm. that. And it's like, no, like, first off, it does like sexism does exist Mm -hmm. and the proof is in the comments honestly um but like yeah I think that's just like important to have awareness of it
1: yeah and this is this conversation is making me think of our conversation with one of our previous guests Aparna Mm -hmm. because I feel like she's a person that is really passionate about this whole topic yeah, Like really getting to the root of issues and really enacting change like from within so that it can grow out and educating people. And that's something that I feel like she's really passionate about doing and something that we talked a lot about when we had our interview with her. Yeah. So you guys should check out that episode if you haven't listened yet. Um. So I'm going to keep moving along. The last eye of oppression is internalized oppression. And each of the three, that we've talked about previous to this all lead to internalized oppression. This leads to marginalized groups feeling less than the dominant group because they internalize the narratives that have been placed on them. Yeah. Like, if you're told this is who you are, how can you not believe that about yourself at times, right? Like, that's really hard to push through in many cases. Some examples are an immigrant feeling embarrassed about having an accent is internalized xenophobia. I just learned that there's a term for, like, oppression against immigrants yeah and I've heard xenophobia but I didn't know what it was yeah so that was a learning thing for me that's good a trans woman feeling like that they can never be a real woman is internalized transphobia and there's many more examples
0: yeah there's a lot and like I feel like a lot of this internalized stuff isn't necessarily like in your face like these hard-hitting issues but like there's a lot of things that we just internalize as a society that might not seem like that big of a deal, but over time they build up and they do become these bigger things and these bigger issues um, that really start to affect people.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of a class that I took in a topic that we studied. Um, the course was about, it was called Love and Sex, and we talked a lot about like sexism and feminism. And we had a unit where we were reading, I think it was I think it was Bell Hooks, maybe. Okay. But we were reading from a Black uh, female author about her experiences with generational trauma and how a lot of the Black women in her life, including herself, like didn't feel like they could be emotional and open themselves up to love. And a lot of that had to do with like systemic oppression and the generations of trauma that they've been through and like having to be seen as strong women who, like, don't break down and are emotional Mm -hmm. so yes it's not like all in your face like it's what it sounds like it's internalized this is how people who are marginalized and oppressed are feeling inside right yeah and it's not very many people that speak out about that and so I think it's important to be able to read from people who share their stories to kind of get a sense of how they're feeling and that's why I really liked when I read like the Black Lives Matter founders novel I read um different perspectives that just kind of show like how it feels to be in that person's shoes.
0: Yeah. Because we don't know. Yeah, because we'll never understand like Mm-mm. other people's experiences. Exactly. We're gonna take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp.
1: It's 2023 and it's time to really prioritize our mental health this year. No matter where you are in life, everyone can benefit from therapy. Whether you need to work through trauma or just need a safe person to talk to, BetterHelp is here for you.
0: BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy service. Get matched with a professional licensed therapist in your state who you can trust.
1: BetterHelp has options to communicate with your therapist via chat, email, or video, and you can message them at any time to get help.
0: BetterHelp is giving our listeners 10% off if you sign up using the link in our show notes.
1: If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, or just need someone to talk to, try BetterHelp today by clicking the link in our show notes or go to betterhelp.com slash rtafpod to get 10% off today. So I'm going to put each of these types of oppression into a cycle and illustrate how this cycles through history. So we're going to start with an easy concept to grasp that we all know existed, slavery in the United States. So think about like when this was going on. Black people being seen as inferior to white people was the ideological aspect of oppression. That is racism. Mm -hmm. And then if you keep going along the cycle, the very institution of slavery illustrates the institutional level of oppression. Black people did not have access to healthcare, education, fair trials and legal proceedings in general. This is systemic racism. Yeah. Moving along, there are many examples of interpersonal oppression that existed during slavery, such as whipping, lynching, starving, like, horrible treatment of Black people. And we can also see this carry through today through police brutality, hate crimes, and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So that is all the interpersonal oppression. This is people on people. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. Right? Even, like, today, like, I brought up that example of, like, black women being told their hair isn't professional, like, Mm -hmm. that's interpersonal oppression.
0: Yeah, I actually just, um, probably, like, a month ago on LinkedIn, saw this Dove campaign about um, just that, like, black women being told that their hair is not professional if they just wear it naturally, and I, like, got into some really interesting conversations in the comments, like, really good conversations, Um, but there were so many white women that were like, yeah, I have curly hair, and I feel the same way. And I was like, girl, no, like,
1: (laughs) yeah, I remember I was really proud of you because you were saying, like, I have curly hair and I would never feel that way. Yeah. Right. Like, that's never happened to me. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But like, um, interesting that you bring that up, because like, that is something that's very prevalent today. And people, I feel like, are just now starting to speak on it. But like, it shouldn't have been that way for this long, you know? No.
1: No. And you're really going to judge someone's professionalism based off their hair, yeah. Which
0: isn't even like who's, it's who's deeming it professional, not exactly. Professional, you know, and
1: that's going way back. Right? Yeah, like this is all in the cycle. Yeah, definitely internalized oppression going along the cycle. Like I mentioned, it's not something I can really speak about. But there was one example that came to my mind. Um, was a lot of Black people say that they don't. Feel that they're represented in the media, right? They don't see themselves on screen. They don't see themselves in celebrities in the media, whatever. And um seeing the live Little Mermaid, the live action Little Mermaid, that was so cool because all on social media, like I went down a TikTok rabbit hole of like all of these black women who are adults now, mm-hmm. but they were like, this means so much to me, like seeing my kids. Be represented and see themselves on screen mm-hmm. and then they're gonna grow up like not feeling the way I did mm-hmm. right like they were like i was just sitting in the theater bawling because like this was not how it was for me growing up yeah and so I think that's a really cool example of like something good yeah. that's coming out of this but um the internalized oppression is something that's a little difficult to speak on mm-hmm. but reading those women's stories I can understand how they felt
0: yeah definitely
1: that was just one example of how the cycle of oppression goes on but there are so many things like you can pick apart like one example that I brought up Mm -hmm. and follow the cycle of each of the eyes of oppression and really see like how it starts from the ideological attitudes Mm -hmm.
0: yeah no I think that's an important conversation and we want to hear your guys's feedback as well because we are I mean we grow grew up with the same upbringing. And like, we do a lot of things together, we live together, we have this podcast together. And so like, we have very similar experiences. And so I think part of like breaking down those barriers is listening to other people's experiences and um, being open to like feedback and change and like hard conversations. And so I think that it's a very important topic. And I'm glad that Um, you put it together for
1: us yeah and I also like how with the podcast it's giving us opportunities to meet new people other people other people who have different experiences than us I feel like that's really helpful in educating ourselves and growing more Mm -hmm. so I definitely recommend like watching different types of tv shows or different books or you know finding other ways to get outside of your own perspective
0: yeah yeah I love that I think that's great
1: so hopefully I broke it down in a clear way for you guys I really recommend going to watch the video let me know what you think about it and we will talk to you guys next week bye guys